in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandDonsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. All right, you guys, welcome to episode 663 of the Ron and Don Show, and we are back live in the Les Schwab Studios. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? He's Ron Upshaw, I'm Don O'Neill, and don't forget, we love doing this podcast, but we also love being your realtors, right? Yeah, I'm actually going out with a uh, member in law enforcement this weekend, looking at some condos all around the city of Seattle. Uh, and so if you find yourself in need, uh, give us a shout. And also appreciate it when we've had some people that just refer us to maybe their parents, uh, maybe a friend or a loved one, say, hey, you can trust these guys. They are honest, they work hard, they're going to get you a good result. Uh, I can't thank you enough for doing that. So you can find more at ronanddonsitdown.com. Or if you're old school, you just want to email me directly. That's ron at ronanddon.com. Yeah, anyone that refers us in 2024, Ron and Don, we're going to take you to dinner. How about that? And it's not going to be to the new automated McDonald's. It'll be to uh, my favorite restaurant here at the top of the hill. Uh, we're going to take you to Grappa. How about that? So anyway, just reach out. Hey, coming up on the Ron and Don show, uh, Ron took a trip. I took a trip. Let's talk about what we learned on those trips and also uh, what we think is going to happen in our lives personally this year because I know there's always a big assessment this time of year and uh, I know I spent some time doing that and also what we think is going to happen in the real estate market in 2024. So Ron, back from Barcelona. How was the trip? What'd you learn? Uh, yeah, I took a, kind of a trip of a lifetime and, and I want to broaden this a little bit because it, it was more than just about travel for me. And I think it applies, uh, to a lot of people. If you are the type of person that has been daydreaming about doing something, uh, for years and years and years, and you've never done it, that's who I'm talking about. So it could be someone that, uh, you've always wanted to write a book or maybe someone like myself that you always want to take a trip or just you wanted, you've wanted to do something or build something or go somewhere. And there's always been obstacles or things that have in your mind prevented you from doing it. That's what this trip was for me. It was, I, I knew, and I know that, you know, I'm a good traveler and like, I know how to go to a place and I've traveled with you a couple times and know how to go to the go see the sites and have a good time and navigate and go through language barriers and all of that currency exchanges and all that stuff. And so for this trip, I had two goals. Uh, and one of them was, what would it be like to uh, stay somewhere for a longer period of time? Uh, and the logic on that for me was, hey, if if one week is good, then two weeks will be better. And if two weeks is good, then four weeks would be better. So that, that's what I wanted to test out. And the reason for that was, and I think that uh, Don will affiliate with this somewhat, is when we were in radio, for some reason, there is this almost maniacal paranoia about taking any time off. Uh, and from the, the minute we started radio till the very end that we did it, management never wanted you to miss any shows. They thought, man, if you missed 
you know, a week and a half of shows or two weeks of shows, your audience would completely evaporate. And, and it just wasn't true. And, but that was the, the culture there. So I was never able to do a longer trip because management always would put their thumb on the scale and say, no, we can't give you that time off. So I don't know why that is, and maybe there's some truth to that, but so I wanted to, that was experiment number one. What would it be? Would it be better to go for a longer period of time than I'd ever gone in my life? And then the second um, experiment was, would it be possible to do the essential things needed that need to be done uh, for our business remotely? Um, again, my logic on that one was, hey, uh, Thanksgiving to, to Christmas, New Year's, most likely would not be the busiest time of the year for real estate. And it, that's not a guarantee, but that was a, a, a thesis that I had. So those were the two things that I, I wanted to accomplish. Um, and I feel like the, the minute that I got on the airplane to go, uh, in a sense, was a victory because the amount of saving and planning and just getting everything ready to go lifestyle-wise and, and, and all of the, the moving pieces of that was difficult. And so leaving for the trip and finally doing the thing I'd been daydreaming about was a victory. And I, I went in search of some answers and I, and I got the answers. Um, and I don't even know, do you, do you think it's important for me to even tell the answers that I've got? Or I think the act of doing, going on the trip was the victory. I got my personal answers. They weren't necessarily the ones I thought I was going to get. Now, what, what were the answers? Um, the Charlie, the first on. one. Hey, Charlie wants to hang out with us. Go ahead. Uh, the first one on staying longer. And hold on, we're getting a Charlie dog. <sighs> was Charlie in trouble before and now he's not in trouble anymore? Slip sliding around on the deck to go to the bathroom. And so when he gets on these floors, for some reason inside the house, he thinks there's ice on him. So he's been crawling around. Oh, that's so funny. I'm having to pick him up and carry him around the house. So he likes when you're here. He's been peeking his head around the door. So I had to go get his bed, pick him up, and bring him in here because he, 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 he thinks he's on ice. He thinks he's on I like it. <laughs> so the, the first thing on the length of time is um, it wasn't exactly what I thought. So longer isn't necessarily better in duration. And what I came to realize is, you know, midway through my, my adventure there was like, oh, you, you sort of hit the same wall that you do normally when your trip is winding down. You're like, oh, I need to do laundry now. And I need to go to the grocery store. And I got to check and pay all my bills back in the States. And you know, do these logistical things and like all of the anxieties and ruminations and character traits and things that are with me in Seattle are still with me, but I'm just in a different country uh, and in a different location with less stuff and less language skills. So that is obvious now, but before I didn't know that that would be true. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't know. So that's why I wanted to find out. And so I found that out and that's a really valuable piece of information that says, if you want to go longer for me, then I need to do it in a different way. Uh, and then the second part, um, of the viability of, of working just didn't work. The answer to that question was no. And I think it had a negative impact on our business and uh, on, you know, you and I interpersonally at some times and a negative impact on how I was 
thinking about the the trip and just the way your day would flow and the logistics, which I had imagined and tried to practice uh, beforehand, specifically being a nine hour time difference, just was not good for this industry. And so again, I didn't know that and I wanted to get that answered and I got my answer and the answer was I, I didn't care for it. So you like, didn't a, like writing an offer at two 30 in the morning, Yeah, like <laughs> getting up at two 30 in the morning was bad, you know, doing a zoom call at one in the morning wasn't yeah. great. And then, you know, there would be times where the, the thing I think of was like, there was a couple times where I needed to get like, let's say a document from a, a mortgage lender or a title company. And, they open at 9 a.m. here at 6 p.m. where I was. Yeah. So even if they do a good job and get it to you by 2 or 3 in the afternoon, which is reasonable, it's the middle of the night. Mm -hmm. So I hadn't, I didn't anticipate how jarring that would be. And then there were nights where it's like, okay, I'm going to go, you know, there's two of the top 50 bars in the world in Barcelona. So I'm going to go to the top bar in the world. Uh, and you go there and you have a couple drinks and now it's 1130 or midnight and you make it home. It's like, okay, now I have to answer some emails. It just, yeah. it, not that it's not doable. It's doable. It just wasn't enjoyable. Yeah. So um, I learned those things, but I want to end it on, that seems a little Debbie Downer and a little, like, oh, Ron's complaining about taking a long trip to Europe. We're like, boo-hoo. Like, sorry for your inconvenience. But again, to bring it back to where I started, it, it's not about the thing that I did. It's about having something that I'd always wanted to do and finding a way to do it. And then knowing the questions that I wanted answered uh, in that thing. So again, if you've always wanted to write a book or if you always wanted to learn an instrument, or if you always wanted to, you know, do whatever the thing is you've done. I have a friend that wanted to walk the Appalachian trail. And so it's like, go do it. And, and maybe you don't do it in the same way that you always thought you would. I told this person on the Appalachian trail, it's like, maybe you do it over the course of several years where year number one, you walk. 500 miles and you come back and you pick up where you left. You don't have to do it all in one go, but like, don't just sit there your whole life and go, I always wanted to walk the trail and I never did find a way to go test yourself and see if it is what you think it's going to be. And so even though my answers weren't what I was hoping for, uh, it's still, I'm glad that I went and I did the yeah, thing. We had a friend down at Kyra radio, just, he was uh, one of the smartest people you ever met, uh, meet Dan Restione. And he wanted to walk the Appalachian Trail. And one day we came in, he quit. And we're like, where's Dan? They're like, he quit. He's walking the Appalachian Trail. We'll see you on the other side of this. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Don. Now listen to me. I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, hey, we're interested in having you sell our home, but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington, and we're going to Mexico. And we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho, we're taking him back home. And that's where we're gonna live from now on. What's crazy is, the gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them, and I had to tell them, hey, it's the summer months. You want to sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers. But your home must be dialed in, and Ron, you must do 
your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do, sellers, you will be rewarded, right? Yeah, and it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, ron at ronandon.com or go to the website, ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Ron and I are talking a little bit about uh, what we learned here at the end of 2023 and what we kind of are getting ready for in 2024. Don't forget, if you're getting ready to buy, sell, invest in a piece of real estate, we'd love to help. So just reach out, ronandonsitdown.com, and we can uh, virtually sit down today. And then we can sit down and have a cup of coffee and come up with a strategy, and we can meet together. Don't forget, we sell the sound. So chances are, if you're within the sound of our voice in Washington State, uh, we can help you as well. In fact, we just helped someone this morning out in Electric City, I think, right? Yeah, yeah we're uh, hooking people up with, with you know, resources. That, that's the thing is, is that I've enjoyed is meeting the Ronadon Nation, being helpful to them, uh, and improving their lives. Like, there's, it's very satisfying when you're able to intersect with someone and at the end of it, it's like, man, you, you did right by me, and I'm, I'm in a better place than I was when we started. Yeah. So something I do every year is I sit down with my son on New Year's Eve, and we go over, in fact, we write some things down that we want to do, uh, and when we get to the end of the year, we go over those things, and we see how we did. And he typically has a goal for himself, and I have a goal for myself, and we share that with each other. We don't share it with anyone else. And then we have a goal together. Uh, and now I can talk about some of those goals. We agreed, hey, after the year's up and we've had a chance to talk about it, uh, then we'll talk about it with other people. And so we did that again this year where we were able to go to Maui. By the way, go to Maui. Uh, there's no one in the airport. The people working there are begging you to come. They are begging you to come. So I'll, I'll tell you more about Maui uh, in another segment. But please, please go to Maui. The Uber drivers, the diving instructors, uh, the people waiting tables, the hotels, they want you to come. They need you to come. Usually, usually when you get in line during the holidays to get back on a plane out of Maui, it's a three-hour wait through security. I walked right up and put my suitcase down. There was, there was no one in front of myself and my son. Please go to Maui. Uh, they would like for you to come, and you can do that and be respectful. And, but please go there, spend your money, overspend, overtip. Please go to Maui. They'd like for you to come. So, so, so book some tickets today. They'd love for you to come. Uh, and anyway, uh, this year we're able to sit down at an, uh, a lanai. My, uh, my friend Joe and Jennifer have a place over there and kind of go over and, and, and look at our year last year and then talk about what we're going to do in 2024. So we had an opportunity to do that a year ago when we were in the middle of that and we were going to, we were going to plan a trip. I had initially gone over to Hawaii first. And as I was over there, I was getting ready to take some surfing. Have you ever had surfing lessons? No, not a great surfer. So I decided I'm going to go over there and take some surfing lessons. I hadn't been on a vacation in a long, long time. So I'm over there. And while I'm there, something happens with a family member. So I end up coming back. And then I got very involved in what was happening with this family member and, and what happened went on, I think, for four months. And I don't want to go into it. Uh, maybe I'll share someday, but this is not the time to share. And, 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 and in the meantime of, of dealing with this thing with my family member, and I mean, I just got to Hawaii. 
I'm literally getting on a surfboard. And then uh, my friend that I was over there with gets, gets a text message. And I end up flying in the middle of the night back to, to deal with this situation. And, 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 and so this situation went on and on and on for four months. As this was going on, I developed something called hypertension. In fact, I went to the doctor and my blood pressure was around 160, uh, is 160 over 92. When you're at 160 over 92 and you're at hypertension, you're hypertension two into hypertension three. Uh, it means that you're setting yourself up for a stroke and a heart attack. And my friend Dory Monson had just had a heart attack on New Year's Eve and, and, and we lost him. He had this massive heart attack. So I began to think about this and carry all this anxiety. And so my son and I had kind of made this, and I can talk about it now. We, we made this commitment to each other. He, he weighed at the time probably 153 pounds. He was in an obese state, according to his doctor. And so, and, and so one thing that we had talked about is that we were going to become workout buddies and that we were going to eat better and that we were going to move every day and that we we're going to take care of each other and that we were going to hold each other accountable. And I never shamed him about his weight. We, we just, in fact, I never even brought it up. We just decided that we were, at, by the end of the year, that we were going to go diving in the, in the Pacific Ocean because we'd never been diving together. He's been diving in the Puget Sound. I dove over in Maui, but we never dove together. And that we would go on a five-mile uh, uh, race together with Northwest Trails. That was one of our goals. When we went to the gym and he got on the treadmill at the gym, he couldn't run a quarter of a mile on the treadmill at the gym. Could not. Uh, and for me, I had to get on hypertension medication in order to bring my hypertension down. Uh, and when I talked to my doctor, my doctor said, hey, you know what? You're, you're probably going to have hypertension for the rest of your life. This isn't something that's really curable. It's not really reversible. And, and, and so I said, well, I'm going to get a second opinion on that. And so um, I really dove into it over the course of this last year. Um, and I really started making sure that I did some fasting. I really paid attention to my sleep. I paid attention to anxiety. I paid attention to my mental health. I paid attention to exercise and exercising differently. I paid attention to controlling the things that I could control and letting go of the things that I could not. And as a, as a result of that, through the course of the year, I, I also really dedicated myself, and I said, said this to myself, I don't want to be the dad that grows up that watches my son play. I want to be the dad that grows up and plays with my son. And I knew if I'm sitting here at 160 over 92, that I could join my friend Dory Monson very, very soon. If, if, if I don't do, this is very, very serious stuff. And so through the course of this year and, and with help from others and, and people that I know in the medical community and the diet community and the workout community, uh, he and I got very, very committed to being workout buddies together. I have to say, I have never had a better year as a father. I don't know if I've ever had a better year as a human. It still was a very, very hard year because of this thing that happened within my family. Uh, but 
this morning, I took my blood pressure, and I'm going to show it to Ron right now. There's a sec here. That was my blood pressure this morning without blood pressure, pressure meds. Nice. 111 over 71. Yeah. 111 over 71. From 160 over 92. It's taken a lot of hard work. If you're on hypertension meds, most people don't get off those. So don't quit those. It has not been an easy thing to do. And if you'd like for me to share some of the things that I have done, uh, reach out to me and I'll be glad to chat with you about it. Just write me, Don at ronanddon.com. Happy to report this year, my son got on the scale the other day. He was 131 pounds. He is built like a Mack truck. He ran that five-mile run in the woods with the Northwest Trail Runs. We ran the the reindeer race uh, for Christmas. I couldn't keep up with him. We just went to Maui. We uh, were climbing the windmill hill there. If you've ever been to Maui, 52% grade, seven miles round trip. I couldn't keep up with him. 10 miles every day on a bike to the gym, working out there for an hour and a half, riding home. And then we got to go do our dive out in the Pacific Ocean. And I have to say my eyes got a little salty and not because of the salt water. So, so anyway, I just want to tell dads out there, even if you're an older dad like me, I'm going to be 57 this year. Uh, you can do your work and you can get to a place where you don't have to just watch your kids play or your grandkids play, but uh, you can still play with them. We will see you on the other side of this. Hey, it's Ron and Don here with Mitch Weeks. You know him better as Mitch.loans. Mitch, you have a really cool new product for investors. I think it's kind of the first I've ever heard of it. Yeah, so we have a great new investor cash flow program. And what this is, is we take the house you are buying and we inspect it, not you, the borrower. And so what we do is we look at the house and we say, will it cash flow? If you put 20% down, will it make more money than it's going to cost you to keep paying off your mortgage? And if it does, it's yours. It doesn't matter what you make on your own. It doesn't matter all these other things that we usually have to document. They don't matter. They're gone. It's just, does this house make sense? And if it does, you can buy it. All right. So you can go up to four doors, up to four units on this. And uh, Don and I have never heard of a product like this. It's pretty exciting if you've been wanting to get into the investment game. So go to Mitch.loans right now. Set up a time to talk to Mitch. See if you qualify for this new program. That's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Uh, before we get out of here, 2024, how do you see it personally? How do you see 2024 in uh, real estate? Um, I think for the, the real estate market, I, I'm really optimistic this year. I, I think that people, especially in the Pacific Northwest, are going to finally come to terms with um, interest rates. I think, I, I was thinking about this the other day. Jerome Powell, what a tough job <laughs> this guy has had, uh, the head of the Federal Reserve. And so you, you have this situation that we've never had in the history of America, where coming out of the previous administration, like all the stuff, I don't want to go down the political road, but all of the carnage that was happening politically, uh, that it, it spilled over in the financial markets in terms of these artificially low rates, COVID on top of that, causing stuff to happen in the, in the financial markets. And then 
all of a sudden it starts to burn way too hot and everybody looks at you and says, Hey, fix this. And you're like, I didn't create any of this. I didn't want it. Like a guy like Jerome Powell could at his age, he could go work the financial markets, get paid a ton of money, way more than he makes serving the government. He could be on, on boards of companies and policy writing or make thousands of dollars an hour or just go trade in the markets. Like the opportunities for a guy with that skill set are unlimited. He could be making tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars a year, just being Jerome Powell. And so he literally downshifts, puts all his stuff in a trust makes for what him would be peanuts pennies on the dollar of what he could be making. And it's like, okay, I'm going to lean in to fix this. And he caused a lot of pain in America, including with us, the real estate market had a lot of pain, uh, in, in 2023. And whether you're talking about, uh, real estate agents and brokers, the mortgage industry lending, and it trickles down to like, contractors and stagers and photographers and title reps and like all there's a lot of people that that go into a real estate transaction and everybody was feeling the pain as was middle america when it, you know you'd go to buy uh you know the the whole thing on I need to buy a dozen eggs and it's you know 9.99 to buy a dozen eggs so there was a lot of pain and I'm going to give him credit there were days that I was shaking my fist at my computer screen of like why are you raising interest rates again you're crushing me here Jerome uh, and now it, they did what they're trying to do it's not a hundred percent over yet, but interest rates are, are back coming back down. Inflation is drifting down towards their goal of 2%. And we didn't go into that deep recession. Like recessions tend to last for years. And so we seem to have avoided that, uh, in its worst iteration. And so, uh, good job out of that. So I think that that will finally, I think the clouds are going to part a little bit and people are going to go, okay, this is a new reality. Um, I'm going to call Ron and Don. I need to sell my house or we just had a kid and we need to get a new house or like the, you know, person I'm talking to people now. It's like, I want to move. I need to get a condo, whatever it is. And you come to terms with, okay, I'm paying a reasonable interest rate. Um, what's in the past is in the past. Uh, we're not going to see that again. This is the new reasonable. And I'm going to go ahead and start to live my life with a little more optimism. That's what I hope is going to happen. I don't know if you see it the same way or not. Yeah, I will say this, though. Like my friend, uh, John, who lives down the street. In fact, I, I bought this house from him and his brother, the house that we're sitting in. So he's moving and they have a real estate agent within their circle of friends that they're using. And he said, hey, could you walk in my house? Give me kind of your opinion. And then he told me the price point. And I walked in his house and I said, you're not going to get that. Who, who told you you're going to get that? You're, this is not going to happen. You have to do this, 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 this. You got to paint that. This has to you And that carpet, that's not happening. You're, you're acting like you're selling this house two, two and a half years ago. It is not two and a two and a half years ago. This is not turnkey. This is not on point. And just because you put a couple flowers out front for that price point, that's not going to happen. So the person that's going to buy this house is going to be a tech worker. And when they see this carpet freight over here and they see this basement that should have been painted 
and they can see that there's a dog that has lived here and it's still very evident when I walk in the house and now you have a house that's still approaching $2 million. That is not happening. That is not going to happen. And, 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 and then, and then I asked the commission that he was paying. and I was like, wow, you're paying a lot of commission for a real estate agent that hasn't done their work here. Here's the important thing in 2024. The first discussion that you should be having with a real estate agent is about commission. It's the first thing that we talk about when we do a run and on sit down. What are you going to pay me? What are you going to pay the other agent? If anything, talk about the commission. If you have a real estate agent that doesn't want to talk about the commission, then you walk. You walk on that real estate agent. That you have to talk about commission and compensation. Most of them don't want to do that to the end of the transaction because then they're going to scribble in 6% when you're not looking. They're going to slide you the page. You're going to sign that. Next thing you know, you're going to your proceeds after the sale, and you're going to go, wow. It's a big number right there. In Washington State, as of this year in January, they have to talk commissions. A lot of real estate agents are uncomfortable doing that because some of them, frankly, make too much money for the work they don't do, right? It's flushing them out. So in 2024, they need to go away, and they are going away, right? The, prof the, the profession, sometimes I look at the bar, and they say there's a low bar to be a real estate agent. There is no bar. There's absolutely no bar. So people out there that have treated this like a, like a part-time job, goodbye, just goodbye. It makes me sicker than hell. Just goodbye. And the other thing is this, these big brokerages with these big broker commissions, the only competitive advantage that they have, they don't have one. They have access to the MLS just like anyone else. And the bottom line is this, they charge these huge commissions and they force their agents to do the same thing, which is going to force you to do the same thing. So when these big brokerages are forcing their agents to go out and charge you these huge commissions, those days are over. So in 2024, be very, very aware about going out and hiring a big brokerage that you think you have to have their name in your front yard. You don't. It's all about that agent. How are they going to market your house? They have the same access everybody has to the MLS. What kind of social media feed do they have? What are they doing on YouTube? How many tens of thousands of followers do they have? How are they going to market in the neighborhood, right? And then how are they going to bring this thing to market, make it turnkey, and make three, four, five people come in and walk in and say, I got to buy this thing. I got to compete. That thing's been on the market for weeks. It'll be on the market for months because no one wants to compete for that house right there because that agent didn't do their work down the street. So you make sure you hire an agent that's going to do their work. And to me, that's what 2024 is, is all about in the real estate business. Do your work, show your work. That's what we do in Ron and Don real estate. What about for you personally? Uh, for me personally, it's it's uh, just doing your, your normal reevaluations. I, I say this every year, and, and I'm, I'm embarrassed that I'm I'm in the state again of like needing to get back on point with my diet. Like I am a stress eater. Um, when I have gone through stressful situations in these last you know quarter of the year, I solve it a lot of times by eating. I know that about myself, and it's just I. I, I guess I didn't do enough counseling to really crack that nut or to solve the issue. So um, I'm, I'm working on that again. It's, it's hard when you get into the rut of uh, emotional eating. And I know you've done a lot of work on, on triggers and stuff that you've done in your life. So just like redoing some of that work. I've also, and don't laugh at me, I have hired a Spanish coach. Nice. I, uh, and it's on Zoom. Great. And so I am trying in 2024 to, if I can get mildly conversational 
in Spanish, I think it would be, uh, it's something I've always, I've wanted to do for years. That's great. My, my son is learning Chinese right now. So nice. Yeah. So you can speak Spanish and he can speak Chinese and you can both try, try to tra- translate. I like, I like that. I will say my, my goals for the year, I do kind of what I did this year. I don't tell anyone, like I didn't tell you about the hypertension. Did I didn't say anything no. about it? Just got through it. Took the year. If I would have need, need to lean on someone or tell someone I would have, but I, 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 t- I took that goal. I knew what I was doing I, and I got the help I needed and, and, and I crossed the finish line. So I have something else this year that I'm doing that I don't want to share because I want to actually go do it before I talk about it. But I, but I will say this. I think 2024 for me is not putting more things on the plate. It's enjoying the things that are on the plate and maybe getting rid of some of the things that are on the plate, right? But really enjoying what's there. Typically, we come into a year and we're just putting all these things on. And I love what Ron used to say to when we were in radio. In radio, you have a clock. And on the clock, you're responsible for the content of the clock. And there's usually a first, second, third, and and fourth quarter hour. And then what the radio station does is they go out and they sell that clock and they, and they buy up spots, right? So what happened at Kyle Radio when we were there, our show was so successful, they kept selling more and more and more and more spots. And you guys know this, if you listen to our show, we would go away sometimes for 13 to 18 minutes. For 13 to 18, how are you supposed to hold an audience after you've gone away for 13 to 18 minutes? And Ron would go in there and say, look, you're going to kill the Golden Goose. There's no way we're going to be able to hang on to an audience if you just keep adding and adding and adding commercial breaks. And they didn't care. And so what we were able to bring ratings and revenue, but, but when they tried to continue to do that, they broke it. They broke the model, and they've never been able to recover at that radio station as a result of that, right? Because they kept adding things to the clock, adding things to the clock. And people tune in, and they're like, Hey, where's Ron and Don? Because I'm hearing this commercial again, this commercial, this commercial. So, so it's really important. Ron would say, hey, you guys, if you're going to add, if we're adding something, what are we taking away? And what they were doing is adding spots and taking away content. And it doesn't work that way, right? So anyway, this year, if I add anything, I'll make sure I take some things away. And then I'm really going to enjoy what's on the plate in front of me. And that lesson to me comes back when I, when I look at Dory Monson or our friend Gary, who just passed away, we gave his eulogy this week. We call him 55. He would love to be here uh, for just another day to enjoy what's on the plate. But he can't because he's no longer here. So, hey, you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. We really appreciate it. Happy 2024 to everyone. And don't forget, if you need a couple full-time real estate agents that will work on your behalf, whether on the buy side, the sales side, the invest side, we sell the sound. And I'm telling you, you really do get two real estate agents for the price of one. And we sit down and we negotiate that price so you know exactly what you're paying. All you have to do is just reach out, right? Yeah, you can go to ronandonsitdown.com or email me directly, ron at ronandon.com. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, let's get you to where you want to be in 2024. Yeah, and if you refer us this year, you referred us in the past, let us know, and uh, I'd love to take you to dinner, right? My favorite restaurant here at the top of the hill. We'll go to Grappa and we'll all hang out together, all right? Thanks for listening to the show. If you need us, ronandonsitdown.com. Thanks for hitting subscribe. Thanks for hitting like. Thanks for giving us a great review. And thanks for making us your friends, your broadcasters, and your real estate agents in 20. 20- 
2024. All right. Till next time, you keep your head up and your shoulders back. And here's my son to take us out. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show all night on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet. And we'll see you next time. Only. 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 Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. We'll be right back.